Today's episode of The Thriller Zone with David Temple is sponsored by The Story Factory and the visionary genre-bending debut novel Grand Theft AI by James Cox. The Matrix meets Blade Runner. Grand Theft AI is available now for pre-order from your favorite bookseller. Nearly live from sunny San Diego, California, it's the Dave and Tammy year-end extravaganza with our top 10-ish list for 2022. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Thriller Zone, my beautiful and lovely and talented, fantastic wife, Tammy Tim. Thank you, David. It's so much fun to be here. Now, in case you're wondering why we're not standing side by side, it's real complicated, uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna save you all the details and just say Tammy's in the our living room <laughs> and I'm in my home office and it was a lot better because of uh, proximity to the camera. La, la, la. But anyway, we are pretty darn excited about the Dave and Tammy year-end extravaganza with our top 10-ish list for 2022. A lot of folks on social media have been saying, oh my goodness, cannot wait. And I think what they were really saying is we can't wait to see lovely Tammy because David, we get, to, we get to see you every single week or whatever. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you. It's been fun preparing for this. It was like a look back into 2022 about all of the things we've read, we've watched on TV, we've talked about. So it's been fun preparing for this podcast. Yeah, and by the way, folks, I walked into the room, <clears throat> and uh, you know I'm a I'm pretty good on uh, preparation, but I walk in and uh, Tammy, as you know by now, you've heard she's a spreadsheet fanatic. So she's got spreadsheets, she's got notes all over the place. Uh, the dining room table, the kitchen counter is full of notes, and uh, yeah, she takes preparation to the next level. I'm just organized. I'm a detail person. <laughs> yes, you are. You keep our lives organized. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about, uh, once again, favorite books, favorite TV shows, favorite movies. Now, the books will be simply those that stand out for us for the new year. They're they're not the best. Okay, I've got a stack behind me. i got a stack over here. i got a stack over there. I've had the honor of having some of the best thriller writers in the world on the show. And if I said the best, it'd be like saying, who's your favorite child? I mean, you know, it's just nearly impossible. So in the spirit of transparency and honesty, it's just the ones that have really stood out that I walked away after reading, what was it, babe? Like 118 books this year. <clears throat> the ones that- I Yeah, you're you're a pretty solid reader. Thank you. The ones that kind of, I, we found ourselves talking about over the dinner table and I'm like, babe, you, uh, you wouldn't believe this guy, this gal, their, their command of the English language, their creativity, their craftsmanship is so good. And I'm, it's just books that stuck with me or that I've talked about, uh, on and on and on. So, um, that's what that is. As far as TV shows and movies, you're going to see, there's a lot of similarity between our shows, uh, show picks. Because I don't know if you've figured this out by now, but we live together because we're married. And uh, so we watch pretty much every single show together. Now, Tammy likes a little more news. She's more news centric, perhaps, than me. I'm probably a little more YouTube 
uh, crash course on whatever it is I don't know how to do centric. So there you go. But I would like for Tammy to start off the show with some updated news on some very exciting news. Tammy? I think I'm not sure how exciting it is or will be for everybody. But the last time I was on your show, um, I was sitting in your office with my leg raised. I had a pretty severe running accident that morning. And um, we had to explain to everyone why I was sitting. And it turned out I, um, at the time, we all just thought, ah, I fell and I've got an ice pack and an ice pack will resolve everything. And what actually turned out was a summer adventure in a full leg brace, crutches, and the knee injury that just keeps on giving. I broke my kneecap straight through horizontally all the way across. Uh, I had a fissure up the center of my kneecap and, um, As I was anticipating a start back to running date of the end of October, I quickly realized that wasn't going to happen. I was moved into an MRI pretty quickly, and um, it was reported there that that initial impact also tore my meniscus. No surgery in any of this. I spent the summer as most people who follow my Instagram saw in a wrist brace with a sprained wrist, a bone bruise, the leg brace and crutches. And now um, that comeback trail to running is going to take a little bit longer. Um, I won't be posting any Instagram uh, posts with my running places or running events for a while, but uh, that's the latest news on that knee injury, and it turned out to be a little bit more of an adventure than I think we last uh, shared with everyone on the Thriller Yeah. Yeah, okay, so uh, fair fair play there as far as excitement, but it's exciting for us because we went from like you said, cast to brace to less and less. So I'm just so excited that you're coming back around. And we have some very exciting goals in the new year um, that will um, give us an opportunity to work toward as the healing continues, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how we work through everything is we just kind of barrel through with objectives and goals and uh, dedicate ourselves to, it's just a setback. And as we always say, it can always be Exactly. Worse. Very healthy outlook. Now, we'd also like to do just a little bit of our own personal uh, highlights of the years. I, I won't belabor this, I promise that. But uh, since we have a pretty fair presence on social media, uh, there's a there's a couple of folks that are really important in our lives. We have gotten a chance to see our grandkids, Jack and Allison. I'm going to flash them up on the screen as we're talking about them. And these two uh, these two little angels of joy <laughs> have uh, it's been fun watching them grow up, right? Yeah, they're just sweet little tykes, and I think we've had four opportunities to hang out with them for significant periods of time this year. So we're very lucky to 
be able to be so active in their lives and just scoop them up and enjoy them as much as yeah. we can. Jack is pushing four. Allison's coming up on two. Our most recent gathering involved a couple of days in Disneyland, which um, we come to learn later. We came to find out that uh, it was the beginning of the hottest season on Earth. So um, it was it was fun. Lots of fun, wasn't it? It was a great time. Also got to see uh, Tammy's brother, Tim, who is a hoot and a half and his boys, Jackson and Sawyer. Now, these guys, it's so fun watching these guys grow up, isn't it? Yeah, they're really, uh, you know, it'd be I'd be hard pressed to find anything that I would um, I would never complain about about anyone in my family. Um, I have good people that surrounds us and we have sweet nephews and, um, it's just so interesting to see their personalities develop and, and grow and, and just kind of what their interests are and how they're navigating junior high. Well, Sawyer is almost junior high, but, uh, junior high light and uh, Jackson is navigating high school, so it's it's pretty fun to hang out with them. God, I remember those years, and uh, <clears throat> we've gotten a chance. To, <laughs> we've had the chance to see these guys go from one phase of life to the next. And mm-hmm. uh, y- about the time you lose or uh, your patience is tested, you find yourself going, "Okay, I remember what." It was. Oh yeah, oh god, yeah, I do remember that. Okay, I'm gonna be a little kinder and more patient. So. But that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We've also yeah, we've also had a chance to spend some quality time with just a handful of people. Now we've spent some time with more people, but there's a there's a, a couple of uh sets of people that we have uh, had a chance to hang out with. Um Lola and Todd from Lake Tahoe. Now they've become really dear friends and uh Tammy Tammy is responsible for pretty much pulling that relationship together. Great people. Yeah, Todd and Lola are just um their goodness personified and I would I would assign that title to anyone in our group that we hang out with. I think that seems to be the ticket to entry is man, if you're goodness personified, then you're welcome. You're welcome at our table and Todd and Lola certainly are. Yeah, there's the converse of that, but I'm going to keep it clean for the holiday <laughs> and uh, just say, you know, people, some people are not uh, as welcome. So uh, our, well, but no, I was just going to say, we all go through those lessons in life and seasonal friendships. And uh, as you get older, you just, that, that list of people seems to shorten. So I'll just leave it go. at that. Uh, another set, uh, Don and Jean Winslow, not to drop names, but we I, I got a chance to see Don at a book signing a couple of years back, and we've just developed the, the sweetest friendship uh, these last few years, and he lives not too far from us, and his wife, Jean, is just delightful, and uh, you're going to hear a little bit more of their influence perhaps later in the show, but aren't they just two of the finest, Tam? I love them. I always feel it's like they're good for the soul. You leave spending time with them and you just feel like you've, um, your cup fills up again, yeah. you know, very good people and such a great perspective on life. And I love everything that they do for, um, 
Well, for our community, uh, for the writing community, but also our community as a whole, Don is very committed to his beliefs politically and his fight for democracy. And I'm right there with yeah. him. And I appreciate and I'm thankful for everything he does. And uh, although he is retired from writing, uh, there are a couple <laughs> of little surprises coming down the pike in 2023. I think I'm going to leave it at that. But uh, big love to you two. And to wrap that up, uh, Michael and Elizabeth Hearth are just two super delicious friends who we've gotten so close to over the last, well, it's coming up on five years now, right? And 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 mm-hmm. Michael, well, they both have such a huge heart. Michael has put that heart where his money, where his mouth is and done a really good thing for the people of Ukraine. And Tammy, I'm going to let you ex- dis- describe that better because that really, y- your hand has been in that from the beginning. Well, Michael's a heart person and he, uh, I think he approaches everything with his heart and how can he help and what can I do? And he and I have been involved on several initiatives business-wise and then also in a giving scenario for the last five years. There's nobody that I would rather stand next to when it comes to his desire to help because his his um, desire is genuine. It's not for drawing any attention on himself. It's not for promoting his work, his company. It's not that at all. It, it is purely out of a sense of desire and want to help uh, where he where his interests lie. And in this particular incident, we were involved in a Ukraine benefit. I handled the event side. You handed the, handled the technology side. Um, I think we're all aghast at uh, the behavior of Russia and the continued behavior of Russia, in particular with Ukraine. Uh, Michael has, the, uh, has a connection with someone who is from Kursan, who lives here in Encinitas, and she was doing everything that she could to raise money and send back to her friends and family who were still in Kursan. Uh, Michael and uh, this, this group decided that they were going to put together a fundraiser. We raised $25,000. We were able to secure this group a cargo van and a generator. So um, the major issue there is that people were trying to deliver supplies, food, medicines, uh, whatever they could to regions around Kursan, but also uh, within the country. And because these roads were uh, demolished, um, they were destroyed. You know, people are trying to move around in little cars or whatever they had, and they couldn't get through. A normal trip might take three hours. A normal trip would take three hours. But with the current state, it was taking up to 11 hours to get much needed supplies to civilians. So this cargo van has actually created a scenario where where supplies will get to people that need um, these items in a faster way, and they'll be able to reach more people because of the size of the cargo van. And then as it relates to the generator, it's winter. Uh, 
very cold there and power outages as anyone who is on top of the news are happening on a frequent regular basis. So this this power generator is going to be able to help supply a local community area where people are gathering in Kursan to um, charge products, uh, cell phones, so they can connect with the community. We have another event coming up the 1st of January. We're hoping to raise another significant amount of money so we can again um, help that community, that country with some additional donations. And I would suspect probably more generators and additional supplies. So, Tammy, you think that there, if our listeners wanted to do something for the people of Ukraine through this endeavor that, that they could right here through us? Yeah, we're running all donations through the Laz Parking Charitable Trust Foundation. And if you look below in this, uh, David will include a bio so you can uh, connect to that link there and uh, provide a tax deductible donation. Going through the Laz Charitable Foundation Trust, since it is US-based, will provide a tax deductible situation. Otherwise, uh, the organization that we're working through um, and connected on the ground with in the Ukraine does not provide for a tax deductible donation. So if you would like to do that, you can follow the the link that is inserted. Awesome. And um, one last thing I want to say uh, in, in celebration, because we're giving all this love and props to the people that we love. Tomorrow, I want to give props to this lovely gal. Uh, we're celebrating our fifth wedding anniversary tomorrow. How about, how about that, young lady? The big five. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we have the part of the show that you've really been tuning in for. That is our top 10-ish books, TV shows, and films of 2022. Stay with us. Hard to believe it's the end of the year, but it is. See you later. (laughs) You know, if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed the success I would have with my personal website, davidtemplebooks.com. You know what makes it work? A company who stands behind their service, who builds quality websites, takes care of all those crazy security issues, and just keeps things running smoothly. Guess who? AuthorBytes.com. That's right. You've heard me mention them. They are a prime sponsor of the Thriller Zone, and they have stuck with me this entire 2022. Thank you, AuthorBytes, Ken, Steve, and the whole gang. They really do take care of you. They know how to make it work. Listen, if you would like to take advantage of this very special offer, three months free with a one-year contract, they're going to extend this through the first of the year. Use the code THETHRILLERZONE. That's right. The Thriller Zone code, three months free, one-year contract. Let them build you a website so you don't have to worry about it. They'll take care of you. My good friends at AuthorBytes.com. Happy New Year, guys. The best thrillers, the Thriller Zone. And now, back to the show. You remember this little tune? So sweet. This is a music bed that we used on another show called the Dave and Tammy Tour Podcast. And I just thought I went digging through some archives <laughs> and I'm using this as the return to welcome back to the Dave and Tammy year end extravaganza. Anyway, welcome back. I right. love the Dave and Tammy Tour. 
Uh, and a lot of folks did, you know, uh, it, w- it was a very popular show and uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Now, the part of the show that you've been waiting for, we want to try to keep the show in about an hour because it's the holidays and we've been taking some much needed time off and we have more needed time off that we're going to take. So we're going to start off. We've got three different categories in case you're just joining us. Top 10 books of 2022, top 10 TV series and top 10 movies. Now, there won't actually be 10 all the time. Sometimes Tammy might have a little bit fewer. I might have a little bit fewer. They're not exactly the best of the best. They're the ones that we really enjoyed, the ones we've been talking about in between our working hours that just really affected us. There, I, it's Picking a favorite is like picking your favorite child. You've heard me say that before, your favorite beverage, whatever, because it's just tough. But these are just a few that really stuck out. There's tons behind me all around the studio, but um, I think enough said. Now, <clears throat> you're going to find when we get to the TV shows and movies, oddly enough, they're kind of similar because, well, the two of us are joined at the hip and we watch pretty much everything together. So take that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start with books. And I'm going to let you start off because I have uh, been at a little bit of a different advantage because this is part of my job and I have 120 some that I've read. So how about we start with you? I would say this, David, I'm primarily a nonfiction reader. I'm, I'm drawn to nonfiction. I really enjoy that style of, uh, writing and it really fits my, my interests if I'm not reading nonfiction, I really enjoy historical fiction. Again, it's it's based, you know, loosely on history, and I, I just speaks to me. Those two categories aside, if I'm going to make an effort to read somebody's work. I have a few people that you've interviewed. I watch your YouTube videos all the time. The people that I'm going to speak about, it means nothing against anyone else. It's just that they speak to me as writers. They speak to me as people. I um, also have a tendency now to um, vote with my pocketbook. So I look at who people are in the world and how do they move and how do they operate and how do they navigate social media? And it's interesting. There are, there are things, there are behaviors that turn me on, that turn me off. So if I'm going to go out of my way and read anything outside of a nonfiction genre or historical fiction, I will read anything that Meg Gardner puts pen to paper on. I think she's a phenomenal writer. She's uh, an intellectual. I will often bust through your office door and say, oh my God, look at this sentence. It's phenomenal. Do you believe how she, you know, pulled all of these words together? I love her on subseries. Um, Heat 2, again, anything that she writes, I'm all about. Um, if I had more time to sit down and read, I would also make an effort to read David Ellis. I think he is just a cool cat. I would love to sit down and have dinner with he and his wife and talk Chicago politics and 
just the world that he operates in. Uh, Chris Hottie, I think he is super smart. He's witty. And I just crack up. I don't laugh a lot, but when I laugh, it's it's significant and he makes me laugh. And so I think that his series would be, um, it would just be right on the cutting edge and, and keep me there. Wanda Morris is another person that you speak a lot about and you'll read some of her work to me. If I had the time, I would love to sit down and read her work. Um, I also feel like the Andrews Wilson guys are just the epitome of goodness. I mean, yeah. look at how they move in the world. They've given their time to our country. They've served our country. Their families have sacrificed. And I am sitting on the sidelines rooting for them all the time because I just think they're talented and what they're doing is freaking fantastic. They support a lot of local businesses they support a lot of people within their communities, and I think they're just constantly trying to reach out and lift up other people. So um, last but not least is Don Winslow. Again, I've already said why I think this guy is hes just cool, and yeah. I really respect him. And if I had time, I would sit down and read his cartel series and The Force. You've shared with me uh details about his work beyond just those those books that I referenced. And I wish I had the time. Someday I will have the time and I'll make the time to, you know, really broaden my reading chops. But for now, uh, that's my feedback on books that I, I would be interested in reading if I had the time. Got it. All right. Fair enough. Well, <clears throat> we share a lot of our favorites. And this is, I'm going to give my 10 and these are in no particular order. I'm not counting down from 10 and I'm not counting up to 10. I'm just, these are the ones that as I sat down uh, and again, to reference the fact that I've read so many books, these are just ones that I, that, that, that stand out in my mind. <clears throat> you said one of them, Heat 2 by Meg Gardner. Now I was the biggest fan of Heat, the movie uh, in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. That is, I can say conclusively, uh, top 10. And when that book came along, I thought, oh, my goodness, bridging the gap between um, the movie and the book and a prequel and the middle and the sequel. I mean, it's just a magnificent tour de force between she and Michael Mann, just a superior product. Right behind there on the heels, a teammate there, uh, thanks to Shane Salerno and the Story Factory, uh, co-partner there in the group, Don Winslow, City on Fire, magnificent book. Yeah. Can I go down the r list of all the ones that I love of his? Sure. Uh, you mentioned uh, several of them, but uh, that was one that really stood out this year. Again, David Ellis, easily in my top 10 favorite uh, podcast interviews of the year. There's something we just clicked on all cylinders. He's a brilliant dude. Great writer. Uh, I cannot wait to read what's next. And uh, with you, uh, you know, he said, hey, if you're ever out in Chicago, some of our old stomping ground, please look us up. We'd love to have dinner. And that would be uh, on the top of my list for uh, our list for 2023. 
Next, a book that has haunted me continuously. And I, I reach out to this guy via social media or text repeatedly because I just want to see what he's up to next. Peter Ferris and the book, The Devil Himself. I did a, uh, if this thing could talk back, uh, months back, uh, because I was so taken by it. It's such a powerful, poignant book that hits on, again, all cylinders. If you haven't read this book, it should be on your to-do list. The Other Side of Night by Adam Hamdy. He, first of all, Adam is a remarkable talent and a genuinely marvelous human being, like the one of the biggest hearts I've ever met. And this particular book goes off the beaten path. And that other side of night is, it's just spectacular. Brian Freeman did a book called The Born Sacrifice. Now I, Tammy and I both love all the Born series. Jason Bourne, I mean, it's like James Bond, Jason Bourne, la, 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 right? And we've seen all of those movies a time and again, and I can't wait to see uh, The Born Sacrifice made into a movie. Scott Blackburn is from my old stomping ground in the Carolinas. And It Dies With You is one of those books that you read and you're like, this is not his first book, right? And yeah, it is. And I cannot wait to see what's next because that that blew me away. Now, I was reading Robert B. Parker. This is now down to number eight. Back when I was in high school, that whole series, just marvelous, quick, witty repartee, very Elmer Leonard-ish. And Ace Atkins did a book called Bye Bye Baby that does not disappoint on any single page. Check it out. And one of my other favorite interviews of the year, I was blown away that he agreed to do it because he's such a big superstar, is Andrew Child. His brother, Lee, was busy. You might have heard of Lee. He did this little series, Reacher. Anyway, uh, No Plan B, spectacular. And to wrap up the 10, Nick Petrie, as in The Dish, did a book called The Runaway. Man, beautiful. How about a girl? Now you've heard every, you've heard me talk about all 10 of those, haven't you? Absolutely. And it made me think, oh, I might want to add this one and that one to my list of, of two reads as well. But I feel like every time we have this conversation, I start out with a short list and end up with a much longer list. But I know how to access your library. So it's just around the corner. Yeah, about 14 steps away. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to take one more quick short break. And when we come back, we're going to go into the segment two, which is our TV series. So it's Dave and Tammy right here on the Thriller Zone. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Man, what a shopping holiday it was all around the country right here in San Diego and especially La Jolla. California, just down the road, where Warwicks.com, that's Warwicks the bookstore, only the oldest run family bookstore in all of America for the past, I don't know, over a hundred years. My good friends, Nancy, Julie, and the whole gang, they have been so good to me this year. They've supported the Thriller Zone in ways I never imagined. I want to say thank you so much. They're going to leave us for a little while, maybe till the middle of the year. You know, things happen. But we want to say thank you. You've done so much for us. We love your store. We love your customer service. Holy moly. Their customer service is unlike anything you've ever seen. Whether you go into the store, they're on uh, Girard Avenue in La Jolla, and talk to any of the salespeople who make you feel like your family right there at home. Or you just shop Warwicks.com right there online. They're going to take care of you. Treat you right. Take your hand. Make it all happen smoothly. Once again, thank you so much. We love you. Happy New Year, guys. Warwicks.com. 
Your host, David Temple here. Hey, before we get back to the show, I thought I would throw in this one quick note. I have had authors approach me who want to actually advertise on the show. And I'm like, that's cool. I love that idea. I mean, think about it. We feature the best thriller writers in the world. You're one of the new up-and-coming thriller writers in the world to be. And you have a book coming out. Our rates are super reasonable. (laughs) We're easy to work with, as you know. And we all want to work together to make success for all of us. Just reach out to us here at The Thriller Zone at thethrillerzone at gmail.com. Let's talk rates. Let's talk details. Let's do something together in the new year. I think you'll like it. Now, back to the show. The best thrillers, the thriller zone. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to the Dave and Tammy year-end extravaganza with our top 10-ish list of 2022. We tried to get a longer title, but we couldn't come up with any more words. (laughs) We're having so much fun. Thank you so much. Let me take this quick moment to say thank you to our sponsors who have hung in there with us through the year, helped make the Thriller Zone possible, authorbytes.com. Warwicks.com. Just a big thank you for that. Also, your five-star reviews and your nice, kind comments. Just jettisoning this show right to the top. Now. And what about the coffee company that was so supportive of the show when you were trying to gain some traction with sponsors? Writer's Block Coffee. Yeah. yeah. Ben is such a cool dude and uh, build us up with some tasty roast. All right, on to segment three, our TV series. I got 10. I know my wife has 10. And folks, there's going to be some similarity because we spend a lot of our time. We love quality entertainment. We don't watch general commercial television. In football season, we spend a lot of time watching football. But other than that, it's quality TV series and films, which we'll get to in a second. But those TV series... The way you make our top 10, the D&T top 10 of the TZ, (laughs) you got to be on it. Tammy, take it away. How would you like me to share my series list? You you have 10, so why don't we just bounce back and forth? Now, um, uh, if there's some repeating, whatever. It's our show. We do what we want. Yeah. Do you take off number one? Yeah. I'll start with my action group. Uh, oh, you've got them into categories, do well, you? Um, first of all, I think Reacher, Jack Ryan, um, they've been great fun, especially right now with Jack Ryan. Just to you know, tune into a couple of hours of that, it's um, not super high, not super low suspense, so it's just enjoyable. And I like the actors. Uh, it's everything that you expect with, with, uh, Jack Ryan. So I'm definitely enjoying that. I also enjoyed Reacher for all the things you and I talked or you talked about as it relates to Andrew Child and his involvement with the Reacher series. I just thought it was good, clean, fun. And again, no real high, no real low, no reason for anxiety or panic attacks with watching the show. And then my third action terminal list. How long did we look forward 
to Jack Carr's <laughs> terminal list hitting the air the 1st of July. Yeah. We should start calling him uh, the man with a golden touch keyboard. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love this just- guy. I yeah. so appreciate everything that Jack Carr has done for our, um, for our country, country sacrificed yeah. um, 20 years. You know, his family has sacrificed as he's given his time to serve our country and then to be able to come out of that experience and craft incredible stories, fun stories, and just to see his success and all the areas that he's touching. Um, I love it. And again, he gives back. He's supporting fellow fellow uh, businesses in his community, and we supported some of them, and it's been fun to see Black Rifle and um, – yeah. and. Uh, I think he's got a he's supporting a ranch or a state company now. So all things Jack Carr, I support. I'm super happy for him. And the terminal list was great fun. So I'll give those are my actions. Okay, I didn't break them down that way. I'm going to give you a couple of quick echoes. And I, w- I had some notes about Jack later in the show. I'm going to jump on some of those now. One of them is I've never seen a guy. Sk- Sky rocket in flight, uh, afternoon delight, like Jack Carr. Thank you. Um, shiny object. He, when I met him in 2019 at Thriller Fest in New York City, he was, he was, I think he had just mounted the rocket mm-hmm. and, and lit the fuse and was about to take off. And since then, well, he's so big, he can't even get on my show, but that's a whole nother thing, David Brown. <laughs> and, um, I just wanted to say that I have never seen anybody just nail it again and again and again with a hit book one after the other. And then marketing guru. Hello, Lily. I mean, this guy has got it. All right. So enough about Jack Carr love. Love you, dude. You need to be on my show next year, 2023. Huh? Hook me up DB. All right. Um, I did not break mine down into series like that. And since we're trying to squeeze an hour, I'm just going to blow through a few. Number one for me, TV series of 2022, a PS. It was also in 2021, Ozark. Uh, I've, oh, I've got the- my goodness. I can't believe I didn't have Ozark in my notes. I echo, but- I echo Ozark with you. I will yeah. let you take it from here. Well, I was just going to say, I've got the biggest man crush on uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, I have since uh, I met his sister back in the uh, early 90s when I was out in L.A. I never got to meet him. I just think he's the one of the coolest cats walking the planet. I love him on his podcast, Smartless, and his buddy, Sean and Will Arnett. Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. Yeah. So to give a little cross plug there. But uh, love that guy. So talented. Acting, directing, forget about it. All right, number two, I'm going to shoot through a couple. Blackbird, hi. Oh, that show just, you're like, I I need more. I need it now. Um, Right? You want to echo that? Yeah. Yeah. Number three, Old Man with Jeff Bridges. Have you ever seen Jeff Bridges act any better in his entire life doing as little as he can, but just screaming through the screen, right? 
great series. Uh, you already mentioned Reacher. Reacher's on my list. And I'm going to stop at number five and let you jump back in. But I'm going to wrap the first five with Gaslit with Julia Roberts. Kapow. Yeah. I uh, I mean, Sean Penn was unrecognizable. In, unrecognizable. And I didn't, I didn't fully know that story about what happened to John Mitchell's wife. It's pretty alarming. I, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, my additional series, before I give you my number one, I'm going to wait to give you my number one. I really enjoyed Bad Sisters, little yes. thriller, little Irish comedy. Yep. I really enjoyed Yellow Jackets and look forward to that coming back. Um, there was one when I had COVID and I was watching everything. <laughs> I binged watched Tokyo Vice. Tokyo Vice with um, Ansel Orgot. He played Baby Driver. And then yeah. Ken Watanabe, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It was Watanabe. awesome. And I really hope it comes back next year. The other surprise that you and I had, how about Outer Range with Josh Brolin? Oh, my. Whoever thought he would play in something with a sci-fi twist, but he nailed it. It was really good. And this um, new guy that I think that we he's not so new, but I believe you and I have talked about him before, Tom Pelfrey. He was in soaps a long time, not a long time ago, because he's not that old. But um, he's been in Ozark. He was in Outer Range. I really enjoy watching him. He's just a fun actor with a ton of range. So those are my, those are mine minus my number one. And then I have some that I'm looking forward to watching in 2023. All right. We'll save the, what you're looking forward to, because I've got a section for that oh. coming up, but <clears throat> let me go ahead and throw in my uh, couple. And then I want you to end with your number one. Okay. All right. So White Lotus is the show that my wife turned me on to last year. I watched it. I couldn't get into it. Yeah. She tried again, couldn't get into it, tried again, could not get into it. It came around this year. I'm like, oh, what the hell? I gave it a shot and I'm like, what? And it sucked me in like a vacuum and had me at go. And it was remarkable. Next was, well, Bad Sisters. That I have a, 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 a compliment and a uh, not big a compliment uh compliment is it was funny it was good great acting la 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 there was a point where i was uh, we both got to okay we get it you're trying to do this thing i'm not gonna spoil it you're trying to do this thing you've already kind of done this thing but you haven't done it all the way yet and just be done with it tokyo vice again something my wife recommended i'm like yeah i don't think so again yeah i don't think so and the third try was the charm because i loved it and i'm gonna wrap it up with a show that we had to wait many, many times because they were drip feeding us. And it was a guy who you generally laugh at or with. And you, if you, if you've watched enough movies, you've seen him do some serious stuff, which he blew my mind. And in this particular movie, a very small one called the patient, I was just mesmerized and it doesn't end like you think it will. That series hung with me for a few days. And I remember 
just out of nowhere, like a whiplash moment, you would say, where did that come from? But I would bring up something from that series. I was just haunted by it for a little while. Yeah, I really liked The Patient. My number one was White Lotus. I watched it last year. I thought it was funny. It was intellectually funny, smart humor. And this year, the the series took a little bit of a turn. It became more of a traditional thriller, very dramatic, funny-ish in some of the way situations were presented. But overall, it was more of a traditional thriller drama versus last season. It was just kind of goofy and a little more funny. And that's why I think I didn't like it last year because it was like goofy. It was funny, but it was goofy and it was goofy a lot. And, <clears throat> but this year it's straight ahead thriller and dead gum. When it, when it comes to the season finale, you're like, what? Yeah. So white Lotus. Yeah. Um, hey, and that, can I interrupt you for one second? Please do. Yes, dear. One series that we, Really enjoyed it. Has nothing to do with a thriller definition, but this mm-hmm. series we laughed and laughed and laughed was catastrophe with Sharon Horgan oh, yeah. and Rob Delaney. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've completely forgotten about that. It wow. Was, it was um, not how we operate our relationship, so it was a little painful occasionally after we binged watched like five hours. Um, you almost take on the feeling of that anxiety, but it was very funny. And if we needed a good um, change in temperature as far as we've watched so much drama, let's just laugh for a while. It provided a great opportunity to just stupid laugh. I'm going to, I'm going to echo that. If you're, if you want to bend, if you're feeling a little down or you got COVID or you're just, you know, you're, you just need something different carve out at least honey, would you say like half a dozen episodes if you do nothing else and just, just binge a half a dozen, you're going to laugh. You're, you're going to laugh. It's, <laughs> it's some of the funniest television I have ever seen that is not commercial uh standard mm-hmm. laugh track kind of stuff i mean it's just and because their characters say things that you you think in the back of your mind especially if you've been married a while and you're like i sure would like to be able to say that and they say it and you're like oh. yeah it's good yeah it was very good all right what do you say we take one more short break the final break of the show when we come back we're going to do our top 10 ish movies right here on the thriller zone stay with us perfect David Temple here with a question. Do you love audiobooks? Yeah, me too. Do you love giveaways? Avanti Centre, author of the international best-selling Van Ops thriller series, has just released an award-winning standalone, Cleopatra's Vendetta. Critics are raving, calling it dangerous, intoxicating, rare, and action-packed. To celebrate, my friend Avanti is giving away an audiobook version of Cleopatra's Vendetta and the latest audiobooks from James Rollins and Steve Barry. Just use the code THRILLERZONE for bonus entry points. If you'd like to enter, head over to vanops.net. That's V-A-N-O-P-S dot net. Enter today and good luck. 
The best thrillers, the thriller zone. And now back to the show. Welcome back to the third and final section, or it could be four by now. I don't know. I'm so high on so much entertainment, but it is the Dave and Tammy year-end extravaganza with our top 10-ish picks lists for 2022 books, television series, and now movies. Thank you for coming back and staying with us. We're going to start off with Tammy. Now we share again, as you might imagine, celebrating our five-year anniversary tomorrow We've seen a lot of entertainment together. So, Tammy, take it away. My movies, I kind of pulled together some movies and some documentaries, thinking that these could fit into one category. Are we cool with that? Absolutely. I, I was going to no, no, no. Breaking the rules is what we do here at the TZ. Now, um, no, that's totally cool. Whether you're movie, because movies tend to, well, you could say, TV, documentaries, movies. Yeah, I, I don't care because it happens that I have two documentaries okay. at the end of my list. So, yeah. Now, do you want to bounce back and forth or you just want to barrel through? I'm going to – why don't we bounce back and forth? Okay. All right. I'm going to keep my number one for the last thing because it was such a significant number one for me that um, I will start with some of the other – movies and documentaries that I enjoyed. And they're not in any particular order. Well, you just said you're going to go to number one. So you're not going to do a countdown. You're just going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to save my number one. Okay. All right. All right. While you're, I'm paying attention, honey. I hear every word you're saying. While you're starting, I'm going to pick my number one and then I'll save that uh, as you do as well. Okay, Okay, good. Um, Pure cotton candy and Definitely. Well, maybe someone could say it's a thriller, but for a sequel to be this good, I thought Top Gun Maverick was great. Super, super great movie. Fun to see at the movie theater and pure cotton candy. Okay. I'm going to stick with uh, my number 10 because I'm saving the number one. So my 10 is Top Gun. Um, really not a whole lot more to say than she just said. I mean, this is now the billion dollar hall of fame goes to category. Tom Cruise yet again, proving that he is the master of the big box tent pole popcorn induced, uh, shoot him a bang, bang speed at the light of speed kind of movie. And, uh, it, it delivers on every turn and then some. And there was a little gracious message that kicked off that movie that Tom Cruise, um, that he, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that he did. I thought that was very tasteful. And then I think he did a recent commercial trailer during a football <laughs> Where he's game. He's jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Again, I thought it, he was, um, it was a very gracious message about supporting the entertainment world and how much it meant for him to be able to share his work with the world. I thought it was very yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So as I come down the ladder, she said would be my next one. And this is 
documentary, docudrama, movie, not really sure where it fits on that spectrum. But this is a story about New York Times, uh, two columnists, um, Jody Cantor and Megan um, Tuhi, I believe is how you pronounce her name. And they are the ones that broke the Harvey Weinstein story and revealed systematic sexism in Hollywood. This was both thrilling for me and alarming. There was a little creep factor too that I think kind of came with it, like aggravating as you watched the movie. And um, I thought it was incredibly well done. It's a movie. If we didn't buy it, we probably will because it's one of those that we'll go back and watch Again, we have several movies like that where we'll pull up and rewatch them. And I think this would be added to that list. It was very well done. I hate to sound like I'm copying you, but that is my number two. She said with Carrie Mulligan, I first discovered Carrie. Now, I've seen her before, but I hadn't really paid attention until I saw her opposite Ryan Gosling in the movie Drive, mm-hmm. which blew my mind and I couldn't get enough of, but I'm going to stick with this. That docudrama is a good tag to put on that. I knew Weinstein was a scumbag, but I didn't quite know it to that degree. Um, it was so well how they, he, they hid the character in and amongst it and then laid his voice in, etc. Um, it just reminded me once again that some of that bullshit just needs to stop. Okay. Now, um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that number two. Your turn, darling. Let me see. Okay. So this would fall into uh, supporting Mark Graney, another, another movie that we really looked forward to coming out was The Gray Man. I think you would watch anything Ryan Gosling. He just has charisma and style, and he seems to do a good job in any production that he does. And Chris Pine, Billy Bob Thornton, and Anna D. Armas. Okay. Yeah, I think she's a great, sharp actress, and this was a great movie. I really enjoyed The Gray Man and look forward to seeing what happens with this series. Okay. Once again, folks, just bear with us. Gray Man is my number, what are we on, three? Uh, two reasons. Uh, my second biggest uh, bromance is with Ryan Gosling. Okay, Justin, uh, Ju- uh, Jason Bateman first, and then Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan, I've been following since, again, and Drive. Let's go back to Drive. Amazing talent, commits like nobody else. That particular movie it did have that uh, oh cool factor because I know Mark Granny. I've hung out with him. He's been on the show what two or three times. He's coming back again in the spring. A little hint, and um, it's just it just it just hits it on all uh, all the cylinders. And I think probably Gray Man in my if I were a betting man, and I'm not, but if I were, I would say it's going to become a franchise and should be and like in the league of James Bond. And I hope Ryan stays with it to the end. I don't care if they change out writers from the screenplay, as long as they keep the gist of Mark Granny. quick side note to part of the reasons, excuse me, that I I so admire Mark Granny. on the show. He was talking about um, 
you know, how Hollywood takes the story and runs with it. And sometimes the story changes a little bit. And he had one of the healthiest outlooks on it. And I respect it because I know this to be the case, having worked in Hollywood before on several occasions. And that is this. Uh, someone said, well, do you feel, dude, do you feel bad because they took the story and they like twisted it around, and, like changed it up a little bit? Although that probably is not the actual voice of the aforementioned person, but um, uh, to which Granny replies something along the lines of, dude, I wrote this story that I wanted to write. I loved it. People loved it. People bought it. It shot to the top of the charts. Uh, P.S. I've been doing Gray Man for longer than you can remember, he says. And Hollywood comes along and buys it. Check. Thank you. And wants to adapt it. Check. Thank you. And if they want to make it to whatever they want within reason, they stays to the core of the Gray Man. Check. Thank you. And I love that. You're next. It was very entertaining. And I hope that it continues. It was fun. Yeah. All right. I'm going to pop over into a little documentary and this, this is going to, um, is consistent with one that you noted on your series. And that was the last movie stars with Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward, and Ethan Hawke pulled this together. I thought he did a great job. I really enjoyed seeing uh, current actors come in and play certain parts. Uh, I love the interviews with the family, and I just took it all in. I thought it was great, very well done, and I'm excited to see if if it has any traction in the awards um, that come up now in 2023. Awesome. My number four is all quiet on the Western front. And the reason this affected me so much is it, and I'm going to put it really super simply, was the shooting, was the uh, cinematography great? Yeah. Acting, superb. But it was the futility of war that haunted me, not only during the film, but for weeks after. And I'm going to leave it at that. But what a powerful movie. That was an incredibly... Well done movie. And I did not see the original. Uh, Jake is the one that teed us up to this. And I think he called a couple of times because he was so wanting to talk to us about our perception and our read of the film after watching it. And this is a fun thing that David and Jake and I do is watching content and then we'll have a conversation about what we thought of it takeaways. Um, yeah, that was a very powerful movie. And I, I agree with everything that you say about just how you were left feeling. Jake is the son, by the way, this was a great twist all knives out with Tandy Newton. And, uh, was it Chris Pine? I think Chris Pine was in the gray man, but, um, Candy Newton was in it. There were a couple of other notable stars in it. And again, it kind of falls into that thriller espionage theme that we enjoy. And the movie had a great twist and I really enjoyed it. My next movie uh, borders on thriller comedy. <clears throat> and the reason I like this is twofold. There's action that gives you the thrill and there's plenty of comedy that keeps you laughing. And I was not expecting to like it. 
And yet the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nicolas Cage is a must-see. Pedro Pascal, together, they're hilarious. It's gonzo. It's thrilling. It's completely unexpected, and you don't want it to end. It was on my list too. I I think we were sitting in the living room with that, oh gosh, now what? We're going to go in the down go into the downward spiral of searching on the uh, searching through Apple, searching through, you know, all of our channels to see what we're gonna watch next. Okay, let's give <laughs> this a shot. And we yeah. both walked into it not having any expectation and we both left feeling like this was freaking hilarious. This was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe therein lies part of the equation. What's your next one? Um, I'm doing a little research here. I want to clarify. So on all old knives, it was Chris Pine. And on the gray man, it was Chris Evans. Oh, yeah, there you go. Just to clarify, I'm sliding into back over on the documentary side of things. Sure. And I have a tie here for these two. So Navalny, Navalny is the story of Alexei Navalny. He's more than a protester, but um, he's an activist that is against Putin and this is a documentary that was filmed after Navalny was poisoned in Russia. He was transported to Germany to try to save his life and nurse him back to health. And the uh, director follows him for months after this happens as he's being investigated by the Russian government. This was gripping. It's... um it's a testament to this guy who is following his heart and standing true to what he believes in, even if it's um, if if he pays the ultimate sacrifice, which is death, um, dying in prison, whatever that might look like. And I just thought that this was so well done. And again, it was gripping. Um, I'm going to get down to my last one and before my number one. So I'm going to go to my next to the last thriller, which is The Watcher starring Micah Monroe. We both were on the edge of our seats with Watcher. This was this was right up. This was so Hitchcockian that I I could not. I You would have sworn that Hitchcock came back from the grave to create this movie. Amazing. That's my number one. This was oh. the, and it's Watcher. So there's also the Watcher with Bobby Cannavale and Naomi Watts. Watcher, to your point, is an incredible spook. It is so haunting and so um, anxiety producing. <laughs> um, I think there were a couple moments where we were both pacing around because it was very tense and so well done. All right. My number one, that was not my number one. My number one, it, it, it was not as much a thriller, but I got to go back to this one because he amazed me last year with a performance. And again, it's not a thriller, but I don't care. I'm making the rules. It's my show. But he was so strong in his thriller from last year that I'm pulling him back to my number one. And that's Hustle with Adam Sandler. 
again, powerful performance, master comic, not a thriller, but it's one that I just, I thought about for weeks after it because it's, it's a feel good movie. It's encouraging. It, you know, it left me, Tammy, it left me with some of the same feelings. Like when we watched the, the tender bar was the, I don't think that was last year, that way that you just walked away going, what a great story. So magnificently told that you talk about it for, for weeks to come. And if I'm talking about something that much, then it's got to go on a list. I like that movie too. And you're right. It's, it's a feel-good movie. It stays with you. There's a high. There's a low. There are several, you know, emotional roller coasters. But it was a really well-done movie. Now I do have one runner-up because this one we both uh, we loved her in White Lotus, and when we saw Emily the Criminal, we were just like, "This girl's got the chops." And I cannot, for the life of me, recall her name. I think it's um, Audrey Plaza. Thank you, but. Uh, Emily, the criminal, check that out. If you liked her in white Lotus, which I know you're going to watch now I do. I'm going to throw one more quick thing in there. Um, cause we were talking about documentaries. This is not a thriller, but we watched it last night and it so blew me away. And the reason it blew me away is, well, remember us mentioning earlier, Don Winslow, I'm not going to go down this whole story, but Don Winslow challenged me to, um, when we were talking about a movie from last year, which was uh, Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye, a comment was made that challenged me to dig deeper on some of my past and write a, uh, a, a, a nonfiction book. Well, when I saw this movie last, a documentary last night, which is called God forbid Hulu's documentary on Jerry Falwell Jr. sex scandal. I was like, okay, everyone should watch this movie. And the reason I say that is because uh, I have less, I have at least one degree of separation from the story. <laughs> it was so, I mean, Tammy and I, maybe 30 times we look at each other like, are you kidding me? We're looking at each other. Well, did you, did you, so not a thriller but a documentary and something that's right on the tip top of my mind. So I had to throw that out there. It's a fascinating story, uh, reporting documentary. And again, kind of in line with what we talk about with um, the hypocrisy of um, behaviors and words and actions, how people profess to operate their lives, but what's happening behind closed doors and the manipulation that happens uh, along with that type of behavior. It, it was, it was pretty darn fascinating. Yeah. <clears throat> Believe it at pretty darn fascinating. <laughs> All right. There's a couple of things that I want to uh, we want to end the show with things that I'm uh, looking forward to in 2023. I know Tammy has a couple, I'm going to rifle through a few and that is this. I'm looking forward to, I hope you are too, a new and improved Thriller Zone in 2023. It's going to be new books, new books from standard authors, new authors with new books. I'm looking forward to what Don Winslow has next, Rick Blywis. I want to see what he does next, Chris Hottie, who always cracks us up with every phone call. I want to see what Haley Chill is up to. Uh, curious to see what William Boyle is doing next, especially after Shoot the Moonlight Out, one of my favorite books of last year. 
What will Kismet's creator, Amina Akhtar, come up with next besides a broken finger? Will Eric the Body Man Bishop give us more political intrigue? I'd like to know uh, if uh, Joey Hearthstone is going to up the ante after the local. I cannot wait to see what David Ellis does after Look Closer. Tammy and I both are on the same page on that. And if we're in Chicago anytime soon, we're going to go see you, David Ellis. Check it out. Also, can anyone stop the talented Mr. Carr, not Ripley, but Carr, a.k.a. James Reese, the TV showmaker, a.k.a. Jack, the promotion machine? And finally, who will be the top stars of 2023? Find out when we relaunch the show after the first of the year, sometime mid to late January. And I can leave you with a sneak peek. Andrews and Wilson, Jennifer Herrera, Brad Taylor, Dean Koontz, Anthony Horowitz, Mark Graney, Alex Kenna, perhaps Don Winslow, and many more. Well, the things that I'm looking forward to are, I'm really looking forward to award season and seeing all of this wonderful content that is out in our Vortex, how that all fits into awards and categories there's so many opportunities for people to watch um, quality content that I'm really excited to see how it presents itself this award season. I'm also looking forward to the honor. I know from, is it Joey Hartstone? That, yes. That will be coming Your back honor, yeah. hopefully in 2023. I loved that series last year. And um, I just love Brian Cranston. So I know that that whatever happens, that's going to be a great series. And then as it relates to the world of content, you interview so many authors who are having opportunities to bring their storytelling to life. I'm so excited to see their projects unfold in this, you know, new world. There are a ton of streaming opportunities and I think it's wonderful. These are really good people and they craft a a great story on paper. So I really look forward to seeing all of the new content and how it presents itself in the coming years. Lastly, David Temple, you are a phenomenal writer and you have spent much of 2022 focused on helping expose and lift up other writers. And I'm really looking forward to seeing your work come to life, your story come to life. So your talent can be shared in that vein with your audience and the rest of the group out there that just really enjoys the thriller zone. So David Temple, please continue to put pen to paper and share your story with us. Thank you. You're so sweet. Well, as we wrap up the show, I want to say thank you, Tammy, for always being my support, my inspiration, my sincere love and the beat that makes my heart go boom, boom. So boom, boom, boom. All right. Um, that's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was 10 ish. We were looking for an hour, we're a little bit over, but boy, it was lots of fun. And, you know, I had Tammy, I, I'm serious when I say this. More people were writing in going, dude, please uh, <clears throat> promise me that Tammy's going to be in the year and special because we saw her 
when she was in the wheelchair or whatever that rig was you had last year. We're curious to see if she's up and around this year, and we're looking forward to the next year. But it's been a fun show. We thank you so much for joining us. And I cannot wait to see what this show and you writers who support this show, you sponsors who support this show. I cannot wait to see what's coming in 23. Thank you. It's been, it's been a really great time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I say we mic drop it. Boom. The Thriller Zone has been presented by The Story Factory and the visionary genre-bending debut novel Grand Theft AI by James Cox. The Matrix meets Blade Runner. Grand Theft AI is available now for pre-order from your favorite bookseller.